0: Welcome to Pursuing Holiness, my name's Ruth Conlan, and today we're going to be speaking about The Waiting Room. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just present ourselves to you today and even in seasons of difficulty and Sometimes we can't see clear, we just depend and trust in you and we ask you to continue to guide us and protect us and to show us which way to go and what to do according to your purposes and your plan. Lord, speak in me and through me today, open my eyes, my ears to understand your word and I pray that you open my listeners' eyes and ears to receive all you want to say today in Jesus' name, Amen. I have a very dear sister of mine who's who's so was so close and she's such a blessing to me and I had the opportunity of speaking to her today and she felt really discouraged and she was like oh you know God said this and I can't see it happening I'm I'm not happy about it and even as she started to speak I just thought about times in my life when God said things and You know, I prayed for a job and I didn't get it or I prayed for a certain situation and it didn't work out. And sometimes when we think God has said no or or there's a door being closed in a situation, we think that that's the end. What I've grown to realise is that even if there's a no and there's a difficulty or doors look like they're being shut, it doesn't mean that God has ended or God is not still in control or he hasn't got everything sorted. If we look at our own journeys and we look back at times where we waited on God and he didn't turn up, but something else happened and God blessed us in a different way and we start realising that sometimes what happens is that we're in the waiting room. We're in that place where we have to trust and depend on God when nothing at all is happening and when all the doors that we thought would open are shut. Another very difficult thing to do that which I'm trying to learn myself is trying to rejoice and give God the glory regardless of the situations and regardless of the circumstances I find myself in. In 1st Thessalonians 5:18 it says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so even when we're bewildered, even when things look very difficult, we have to be able to glorify God and give God the thanks even in dark situations, even in seasons of suffering or seasons where we're encountering pain, rejection, and whatever things it is that we may be going through that we see God didn't give us the job, he didn't give us the provision He didn't open the door. We have to trust that God is an almighty God and he has our life in his hands and he's faithful to do all that he wants to do. And sometimes when we don't know which way he's going to do it or how he's going to open the door, it doesn't mean that he's not faithful to bring it to pass. A very good story and a very good example of this is Moses and Aaron going to the king of Egypt, going to Pharaoh and saying, God told me, let my people go. We first of all see in um, Exodus 4 that Moses was called and he didn't want to do the job. And now he has to go and tell the Pharaoh that God has called him to tell him to let the people go. And you'll be thinking, you know, well, if God has sent me and he's called me and designed me and said that I'm the one he's going to use to set the people free, that surely when I go to the king, he's going to just let the people go. But... God told him that I'm going to harden their hearts. And so you could see the resistance of Pharaoh, but what added insult to injury was the punishment that Pharaoh put on the Israelites because of Moses' and Aaron's call for them to go to worship God in the wilderness. I'm going to read from verse 1 and just kind of break it down. It says, Then Moses and Aaron went to the king of Egypt and said The Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, so that they may hold a festival in the desert to honor me. Exodus 5 verse 1. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Go back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are many now and you make them rest from their labor. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, You shall no longer give people straw to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves and you shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before, you shall not reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry out, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the man, that they may labour in it, and let them not regard false words. And the taskmasters of the people and the officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go, get yourself straw where you can find it, yet none of your work will be reduced. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, Fulfill your work, your daily quota, as when there was straw. Also, the officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why have you not fulfilled your task in making bricks both yesterday and today as before? It's so important that we get this scripture in perspective. And remember that in the chapter before, God had told Moses that I am sending you to set the Israelites free. There's going to be resistance from Pharaoh, but in the end, after I've done all of my miracles, then he released the people. So Moses knows what God said. And the Israelites who think, oh, look, Moses and Aaron, they've come and they've said that they're coming to set us free and God has sent them. They're going to be thinking, well, if God sent you to set us free, we're now in more bondage since you've spoken to the king. And if we look at our own lives sometimes we just we believe God for something and we believe oh God or you know some people we believe God that God's going to heal our bodies and all of a sudden we had one sickness and something else comes and so now we're thinking well God if you said that you were going to heal me I've gotten worse how can I still believe your word how can I still trust that you're faithful to complete all that you've promised in my life And this is where the difficulty comes. The difficulty comes is when we hear what God says about healing, about breakthrough, about our deeper walk with him, about whatever ministry or whatever calling we have. We hear what God says, but then believe in it in the midst of trials and tribulations when things get more difficult. When God promises you, I'll give you a job, I'll provide for you, and you've applied for like a hundred jobs and no doors open, believing that even though you got a know today that God has got a yes somewhere, it's hard. Believing God in dark seasons is not easy. And when the Israelites hear this story, they're going to Moses. It's like, Moses, you're the one who's, you've come here to punish us. You've come here so that they can kill us. You've, you've set us up. What's going on? And we get to times in our lives where life comes, becomes hard. Sometimes it becomes bitter. It becomes so contentious and we see that there's no way out. There's no way out. There's no hope. There's no solution. Yes, Lord, I believe in you, but my circumstances are contradicting everything that you're saying to me. Your promise of freedom, I can't see it, but we have to get to the place in our walk and our journeys with God where we live above the circumstances. We live above the waves, we live above the storms. And I know we all know this, and I know it's difficult to just stay in that place of living above the circumstances, the difficulties, the storms, the frustrations. But in order for us to live in that place of feeling more faith and trust in God despite our circumstances, we have to grow in a deeper walk with him. Not to just pray, God, I need this. I need you to break me through this. But God, I just want to know you. As I go through this situation, I want to go deeper with you. And it's as we press into him and press into our relationship with him, regardless of what the circumstances say, his voice becomes louder and we start to believe that I'm going to be set free. Even though now the Pharaoh is whipping me and I'm now doing double work and, I, and it looks like there's no way out, I believe your promises for my life. If I was Moses, it would be so discouraging for me to go and tell the Israelites that I believe Jesus is going to set them free or God's going to set them free. It would be difficult for me because I'm going to be thinking, well, I've just said something and it's getting worse. And the people are going to be thinking that I didn't have faith that I should come. You've sent me and you sent me to a place and nothing's changing. And so you've got this period of waiting, this waiting room. So God's released his promise and then this period before the promise comes to pass. And sometimes that period is a period of darkness, a period of unknowing, unknowing what God's plan is and being like a child and sitting down and just waiting for him to fulfill his promises. And it's so easy for us to say, oh, it's Pharaoh, look at what Pharaoh's doing to us. But God knew, God said that he had hardened his heart. And so we can't personalize our storms and personalize it and say, oh, look at what she's done or look at what he's doing to me. We have to know that, you know, my life is in God's hands and he will bring to pass everything he has promised. And even though I can see the dark situation, I'm not going to focus on the dark situation, but I'm going to come to agreement and believe his word over this situation. We're in a society where waiting is just not our normal thing. And we see so many scriptures in the Bible that says, wait on the Lord, be still, and know that he is God. And we're being called into that place of waiting, of resting, and not trying to manipulate the situation or try to think ahead and think, well, God, just tell me what you're going to do, and so I don't trust you unless you show me the map. We need to be able to see nothing and even see... contradictory situation happening and still trust that he's faithful to bring it to pass and I just want to speak that into people's lives today especially for my sister I just want to say to her you know what God is still on the throne and he's still faithful when God spoke it he created it and because he created it it will come to pass and people patient, be patient and trust in God, be patient and rest and know that regardless of what you're going through and regardless of the situation, the God that started the working you is faithful to complete it, he will bring it to pass and it might take time and it might take you resting and it might, God might even be using the circumstance to increase your patience and increase your reliance on him and we have to learn not to be moved when the storms in life come, when they reject us, when the job says no, when everything, all hell's breaking loose and whatever situation, we have to be able to trust God and praise him and be consistent in our communion with him, and not let our circumstances determine whether we're going to love God today or whether we're going to worship him or not. We have to be able to say, Lord, I love you regardless of what I'm seeing. I love you and I'm going to worship you and my life is yours regardless of whatever situation I'm going through. I'm trusting your word. And that's where the word faith comes from. If we look at Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, men of old gained approval. And we need to see that we can... It's our faith. It's believing in things that cannot be seen. It's believing the impossible, believing what God has told you in the secret place and believing that he could bring it into full manifestation, into the physical earth, that you'll be able to see it tangibly. And faith is believing it so much that even when everything is against it, you're still trusting, you're still believing, you're still hoping, and you're still pressing through for the thing that God has said. And so I'm just calling us today not to be discouraged. Don't be weary. Don't be weary when the doors close. Sometimes the doors that, if God opened the doors that we've been praying to open, we'll be praying for him to close them. So not to be weary, not to be discouraged, but know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And so in the same way that God has said it, he will bring it to pass in your life. And when we're believing in God, it calls us to a place of obedience. Because we trust him for something, but we also have to obey. And whatever commandments or directions he gives us, we have to be obedient to fulfill them, obedient to do them. And when we find it difficult, we need to ask him for his grace to do it in and through us. We can't say, oh God, you know, do this for me. And he says, well, Ruth, I'll quiet at you you need to you need to forgive some people. And I'm like, no, just do it for me. I don't really want to forgive them. I don't want to trust them anymore. And God's like, yeah, but I require you to let them go. And so we need to be able to examine our own hearts and our own lives and seeing whether we're walking in obedience to God and if we're walking in a pure heart. I'm so grateful that God takes us from glory to glory. And I've been in places in my walk with God where... I was still progressing. I was still a spiritual baby. But God was still answering prayers and still taking me through that places. And he didn't give me more than I could bear. And he wouldn't give anybody more than than they can bear. But we need to be able to wait on the Lord, rest in him. Just wait on him, not just practically doing things, but resting and saying, God, I'm waiting here till you tell me to go. We can see with the stories of the Israelites We know the end of the story. They didn't only get set free, but there was miracles on the way. God opened the Red Sea. So his word came to pass. And it didn't come to pass without them having anxiety and fear. I mean, I would have been frightened. Like, someone telling me to walk through the Red Sea, I'd be like, really? I'd be like, you go first. And if I did go, I'd probably try try and run because I'd be too frightened that the Red Sea would just swallow me up. And so... When God says his word, it doesn't mean that it's going to come to pass in a comfortable, easy way. It will come to pass, but we might have difficulties in the way. We might have things that will frighten us and require more of us. But God's word will still come to pass and his promises will come to pass. And we need to trust that every step of the way, God is with us and he's faithful. I remember when I was 18 and I was in a um, domestic violence relationship and I had done my college course and done everything. I I was getting merits and distinctions. And, you know, university was the plan. It was always the plan. And I was looking so forward to university. And I had my last exam day, which was my final exam that determined my results in order for me to get into university. And that day, my boyfriend at the time had now barricaded me in the house and was basically strangling me in the house and wouldn't let me go to the exam. And so I'd missed the exam and I had no qualifications leaving college. But I knew that God had impressed in my heart that I was going to college and I continued to believe. And I remember I was of the world at that time still smoking and drinking. I could just remember singing songs. There was one song that just kept on saying, if you don't believe in me, you can believe in him. And it was talking about believing in God. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to believe that God's going to do it for me. This is me as an unbeliever. Come on. God is amazing. As an unbeliever, I was believing. As an unbeliever, I believed that God's word that I would get to college, I was going to get to college. And I kept on singing this song. I must have, you know, I'm one of those people that can play one song like a hundred times. So I must have played it at least a hundred times. And I still applied for my university and I knew I had no qualifications to get in. And I just used to take my portfolio to the interviews and I'll sit down and I'll tell them the circumstances and show them my portfolio. And God was true to his word. He was true to his word. In the end, I got into university and I came out and I did well despite my circumstances, despite being living in a woman's refuge at the time, despite being beaten black and blue, despite the fact that I got distinctions and merits, but now the door had closed because what I needed to get through the door, I no longer had. I needed the certificate to get into the university doors, but I didn't have it. But God would do amazing things with nothing. God can, if God can make, if God can change bread and fishes to feed 5,000, surely God can take the broken pieces of our lives and bring about a miracle. And if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. He's not a respecter of person. The same way he was able to open a door, even when I hadn't even committed my life, I was living of the world at that point. He opened a door and he opened a door of opportunity And I believe that he would do it. And as you believe what he said over your life, he will bring it to pass. Just hold on, hold on and wait, be patient and wait and know that God will see you through. And every promise that he's promised you, everything that he said, it will come to pass because he said it, he's created it. And regardless of whether you have all it takes to get you through, God will give you all you need and he will get you through. And I just want to thank God. I want to thank you, God, that you've you've given us all we need in you, Jesus. And you just call us to trust in you with all our heart, Lord. And you just call us not to lean in our own understanding, not to lean in our own understanding, and not to look to ourselves, but to look to you, because that's where our help comes from. Our help comes from you, Lord. So we just depend on you and trust in you that you will take the circumstances and the broken pieces of our life to bring about all that you've designed, and all that you've promised in our hearts and our lives. Father God, I pray for my sister and my brothers today. Father God, bless them, dear Lord. Father God, let them know that you have not abandoned them, that their situation doesn't determine your outcome. And regardless of what regardless of what situation they're in, you're still God and you can still bring your promises to pass in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pursuing Holiness. Do check us out online. Our website is www.pursuingholiness.org. Have a blessed day.